Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1764. March is Women's Month here on Cars Yeah, and we're celebrating women in the automotive sector by having conversations with 23 inspiring automotive enthusiasts. These are women who are shifting the conversation. Here we go. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah. Today I'm back very near the city I grew up in in Southern California. I'm in La Mesa, California with a very special guest by the name of Izzy Wright. Hey, Izzy, welcome to Cars Yeah. Hey there. <laughs> you buckled up and ready to put it in gear and release the clutch? Oh, yeah, I'm ready. Yeah, I think so. Well, we're going to have a little bit of fun now. Before I give you a proper introduction, what's one little thing that most people may not know about you, Izzy? That one's hard, but I I think most people don't know that when I was younger. I used to want to be a professional dancer and or a figure skater, uh-huh. something more girly. Yeah. Um, but I guess I kind of hit this fork in the road, and I <laughs> ended up winding up in the car industry somehow. Yeah. And here I am. Well, here you are, <laughs> and I'm glad to have you here during this celebration of Women's History Month and so forth. I think we're going to have a good time. Let me give you a proper introduction. We're going to dive into what you're doing. Izzy Wright is the future of women in automotive technology. She was born and raised in San Diego, California, and recently graduated high school, where she was elected to be the ambassador for the automotive tech career pathway. After completing a three-year course, Izzy had ultimately fell in love with dissecting cars and the culture that enthusiasts like herself have grown to enjoy so much. Having to finish school in the middle of a pandemic, that was a challenge. Izzy had a strong desire to utilize her skills and get back under the hood of an automobile. She landed her first job at Valvoline, where she works in a drive through oil chain shop where she gets to teach people about the preventative maintenance of their car needs in a way that someone with no knowledge of cars can understand. And when she's not working, Izzy is in the driveway playing with her Mazda RX-7. We'll be back in just a minute to learn more about Izzy, but first a word from our valued sponsors. So sit tight. We'll be right back. Our pets are part of the family, but they can be very hard on your vehicle's interiors. Do you have a pet in your household that loves to go for rides? Covercraft offers a wide variety of solutions to protect your vehicle's interior from Fido's rough treatment. Canine cargo area covers are padded for comfort and provide door-to-door protection. Pet pads have built-in features and keep cargo areas and your seats protected. Covercraft's quality pet solutions cover cargo areas, bucket or bench seats, and protect from damaging claws, pet fur and hair, mud, moisture, and drool from permanently damaging your vehicle's interior surfaces. Choose from a variety of styles and covers for almost every vehicle made. And I've got a deal for you. Cars Yeah listeners are going to get 10% off if you use the code YEAH21, that's Y-E-A-H-21, Simply use the code YAH21 at checkout at Covercraft.com. Covercraft, protecting the things that move you. American Collectors Insurance, that's how I now protect my Porsche Turbo. The one I call my orange crush. Are you insuring your classic vehicles on your regular daily driver auto policy? 
then your special vehicles are at risk. Your regular auto insurance carrier won't tell you how much you'll get until after a claim, and more than likely, you'll be in for a rude awakening. With a agreed value policy from American Collectors Insurance, you'll be paid your vehicle's full agreed value. No surprises. If you're driving your collector car less than 5,000 miles a year, do what I did. Call American Collectors Insurance and get your very own agreed value policy tailored to your specific vehicle. If you're like me, you're picky about who works on your special ride. A great policy allows you to choose your repair shop of choice, and that means you'll know the job is done right. I shopped around and decided to protect my car with American Collectors Insurance. They've been protecting vehicles since 1976. Give them a call for a quote today at 866-ACI-YEAH. That's 866-224-9324. And protect the ones you love. I did at American Collectors Insurance. Classic car insurance designed by collectors for collectors. All right, Izzy, let's go a little deeper into the corner here. I'd love for you to share a little bit more about why you've gone into this career of automotive you talked about wanting to be a dancer but then you said "Eh, i think i like cars more than dancing and dolls perhaps so uh this is maybe a a saying or a thought some kind of inspirational concept with you on what you do so grab the wheel yeah so uh i just started high school and i found out that i uh had an automotive elective at my school Nice. And I was like, I'm just going to step outside my comfort zone and and try to um, see if I can learn a new skill set. And I'm so glad I did because I just fell in love with cars. So one thing that I would say is if you have some a drive or a passion to do something, just do it. Give it a try. Yeah. Now at your school, like my school, I I could pretty much be your father. How dare I say your grandpa? I don't think so. Not quite that old yet, but I could easily be your father. But when I grew up down in San Diego, we had this thing called shop class. And for the last several decades, I've heard a lot of talk that those went away. Those kinds of electives disappeared from high schools, the art classes, the music classes, the car shop. And I loved auto shop. And it was so much fun to go in. I don't remember any girls being in it. It was all kind of us guys horsing around and doing stuff. Do you have shop classes again in high school? So I can't speak for other districts, but my specific school district that I was in, we had two of the high schools, only two of the high schools had an auto shop class, Mm. but they did have this program called CTE. Uh, It stood for career technical education, where they would try to implement three year or two year pathways, which are really just electives to help people find a job after school. Mm. Uh, So they give you this skill set. So for example, the automotive pathway, I chose three years of all auto. And at the end, you get the certificate. And it's kind of like a certification for when you go to college. And you kind of get that credit there. But they have like engineering and uh, I believe they had a type of graphic design class as well, oh, cool. um, like 3D animation. Uh-huh. So they have they have different electives scattered at different schools, but I'm just so thankful they had the, sh- the shop class at my school. Well, I'm really excited to hear this because I didn't know that those opportunities were there. My regular listeners know that my charity of choice here is Tech Force, which is an organization that helps people like you 
find careers in this field because college, regular four-year college and getting a degree, it really isn't for everybody. And a lot of people who are pressured into going to college have no idea what they want to do. And they get these degrees that cost them all this money. And then they come out and they go, I just wanted to do this or that or something else. And now I'm in debt and I wasted all this time. Maybe not all of it was a waste of time, but I think you know what I mean. So I'm very yeah. excited that you're doing this. Now, the kinds of courses that you took to get this special certification, what were some of the many things that you got to do in this class? So we, we started off with basic stuff like tires and oil changes, preventative maintenance. But we also dove into suspension and how the engines broke down. I found a lot of fun just bringing my car in. And any problem that happened, I would just try to fix it there. So we kind of had this open uh, range to just work on anything we wanted, whether we had our car or a friend's car, mm -hmm. anyone's car we could bring in and learn right there. And my teacher would walk us through it. So I think that's something that was so beneficial for that class. It wasn't just necessarily a course was laid out. We had this open shop to do whatever we wanted. Right. Yeah. So you got to, to get the skills to go, you know what? If my car is a problem, I'm not at the the mercy of a mechanic or a tow truck or anything else. I can dive in and I can fix this myself. Now, you mentioned teachers. I like to ask my guests about a mentor or someone that really helped you guide you, if you will, towards this career path that sounds like you're very passionate about. Is there an influential mentor person that's been in your life through this journey? Yeah, for sure. It would be my mom 100%. Mm. Um, whether it was just me figure skating or um, now cars, she was there to push me to just go for it. Um, that's kind of where I learned to step out of my comfort zone because she was she was always there to back me up and guide me through the whole thing. And I love her so much for that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, when parents support what their children love versus some parents tend to push them into a field uh, that isn't. A few weeks ago, I had Danny Thompson, who's a land speed world record setter. He's done it twice. He he's, wants to do it again, and he's 71 wow. years old. But oh, when he wow. was a kid, his father, Mickey Thompson, who's a very famous man for setting land speed world records, didn't want Danny to go into racing. He was worried about it and said, I want you to be a lawyer. And Danny said, a lawyer? I don't want to be a lawyer. Are you crazy? So once he turned 18, he jumped back into racing and never looked back. What's the most important lesson that your mom taught you and how have you applied it towards guiding you towards this as a career path? I think she's always taught me to just visualize what I want mm. as uh, want to see as myself. Where do I want to be? She, she's always taught me from, I think, the moment I could understand words. Mm -hmm. Just visualize that and, and be that person you want to be. And that everything happens for a reason. So never doubt uh, how things play out. So I've kind of just gotten in this, um, oh, how would you say it? Um, I guess a mindset of exposing yeah. yourself to new things. It, right? is, a, it is a mindset. Yeah. So it, it turns into a cycle of just getting outside the comfort zone and, and trying something new. And it gets easier each time. Now in your classes, were there many young women? For the first, uh, I want to say two years that I was in my auto shop class, I was the only girl. Um, but then one girl, uh, one girl ended up enrolling in the same class. We were pretty cool, mm -hmm. but we, we were treated just like one of the guys the oh, whole nice. time. Well, good. 
yeah, we there was definitely some difficulties and some tension um, at some points, but I tried not to let it get to me. Well, there's always some goofy guy somewhere, right? I mean, that's just, oh yeah, that's just a part of part of guys. Yeah, but I'm glad to hear you were accepted, and I think it's great that more and more young women are going into this field. How would you advise other young women who are considering this or thinking, boy, that's something I want to do, but isn't that just for guys or men? Am I going to fit in? Am I going to be able to do it even though I love cars? How would you advise them? Well, first off, I would I would say just to drop any pre-thoughts you have about it. Just go into it. If you have that passion, if you're already thinking about it, that means it's, it's what you want to do deep down inside. No matter if there's intimidation or distractions, anything like that, just be true to yourself. And I, I feel like that's so important. Be true to yourself. I'll tell you something. You are years beyond your years, Izzy, and you will probably be this month with all these women I'm interviewing, the youngest one, I'm pretty sure. Wow. Yeah, which is pretty neat. Uh, I believe the youngest person I've ever had on cars, you had around 14, a race car driver. The oldest was a 90 four-year-old, Ed Iskandarian, who's uh, well-known for ISKI cams. He's been in the automotive hot rod business forever. So you're way ahead of yourself. You're a very mature person for your age, and I think that advice is absolutely brilliant. So let's talk about the future a little bit. What has you excited and fired up about where you can take this passion for automobiles and tech into the future? What? Let's jump ahead maybe, you know, I was 10 years is too far, but let's look down the road maybe three years, five years. Where do you see yourself going? Where do you want to go? That's, that's something that is one thing that's really exciting to me, which also scares me at the same time. Yeah, well, it's, is good. That it's good to be are, scared. It's good yeah, to get out of your sure. comfort zone. <laughs> exactly. Is that there's so many trails that I can go down within mm. this industry. You know, if you want to work on a car, you can. If you want to engineer one, you can. If you want to manage people uh, within the industry, you can do so. Or if you want to get behind a wheel and drive the car, yep. you can do that. And so many more that I can't even think of and I haven't discovered yet. But in three, five years from now, I see myself starting my own business nice. and leading my family in a positive direction and educating people about the assets that they own, which are cars, because a lot of people let them depreciate without even knowing it. Yeah, I think it's great. I'll tell you something. Yesterday's guest was Joan Cladel Kramer. Joan was the first woman back in the 60s to be hired by General Motors to be an exterior industrial designer. So you think back to the 60s, women in the automotive sector were pretty much unheard of unless you were a secretary oh, for sure. or an assistant. And she got hired as the first female to design the exterior of cars. She worked in the futures program and she ended up leaving partly because the, Bill Mitchell, who was a big, big wig of car design, he was heading GM design, did not think women should be working in wow. that field. And he made it very uncomfortable for her. Wow. And that's what led her to leave and start working as an industrial designer for General Electric. And then she started her own design business, which she had her whole life. She's retired now, but she's still painting and still doing design for different people. And my guest tomorrow is going to be Christina Lamb. She races BMWs uh, on the track. So I would encourage you to go to my website and click on the resources tab and click on the women tab and you'll find almost 300 women there 
in yeah. all walks of automotive sector. And I would bet every single one of those women, if you wanted to reach out and ask them, how did you do what you did, would love to talk to you. And the same for all of you listeners today. How's that sound? That is so exciting. That is actually so exciting. Incredible number of women from all different sectors, everything you just suggested there. And I know all of them, virtually all of them would love to wow. help you and you listeners out there that are young women or older women wanting to change your career <laughs> path uh, to find a new path. So that's very, very exciting. Well, as they say, the world is your oyster. And uh, all you have to do is get out there, step outside of your fears and go get it. At what point when you started going down this path, did you realize, you know what, I don't like cars? I think it was the first time I, I fixed something, not just like an oil change, but like actually had an issue with a car, diagnosed it and fixed it. The accomplishment from that is just so overwhelming yeah. that you can't explain it or, or put words to it. You just want to jump in a circle and, <laughs> and have a fun dance. But that's happened a, a few times. And each time you solve that puzzle, you're like, Maybe, maybe I am good at this. <laughs> well, yeah, when you figure out you can do it. What was it that you discovered that, that first thing that you fixed on your vehicle? So my aunt's car, uh, she said her brakes weren't working. Ah. And I had her bring it into my auto shop. And I did a little test drive. And the brakes worked a little, but the, the pedal went to the ground. Mm. But once I stopped, the car was just encased in this huge cloud of smoke. And it didn't smell like oil or coolant or gas. It was this really nasty, sour smell. Mm. So I took it back to the shop and figured out that the master cylinder was leaking yeah. and the brake booster was sucking it in okay. and yeah. somehow burning it off in the engine. Yeah. So I replaced the spark plugs and I replaced the master cylinder wow. and the brake booster and the car drove again. And I was so excited. The brakes worked too. And more importantly, it stopped. <laughs> it stopped. Yeah. <laughs> she drove it all the way to Vegas. Wow. San Diego. Well, you yeah. know, and there's a testament to her, her uh, trust in you and that you knew what you were doing. I think that's absolutely brilliant. You brought, you brought a wonderful memory to my mind when I was in high school. I had a Carmen Ghia and I had a, it was a Saturday night. I had a date with this girl. I was very excited about it. <laughs> but my car, my brakes weren't working right. So I, I, I'd never done brakes on my car. So I jacked it up in the driveway and fixed it and everything. And I was running late. So I was trying to hurry to get to her house to pick her up. And I knocked on the door. And her father, of course, answered because he wanted to know who's my daughter going out with tonight. Yeah. And he looked at me and he said, who are you? And I said, oh, I'm, <laughs> I'm Mark Green, sir. I'm here to take your daughter out to dinner. And he said, what's all over your face? Oh, no. And I said, I don't know. And he said, well, you got something all over your face. You might want to clean yourself up. Well, I was in such a hurry. I'm a guy. So I wouldn't really <laughs> priming and princing in the mirror or whatever you call it. Yeah. I went in their bathroom and I had this black stuff on my face from brake <laughs> dust or, pro you know. And so I came out, washed my face, came out. And I said, well, sir, that's that's from working on my car. I said, I, I did a brake job on my car today so that <laughs> I could be assured that your daughter would be safe when I drove her to dinner tonight. Yeah, yeah I was trying well, to. Well, that's an awesome story. <laughs> But He's you, like, oh, okay. You were, he goes, well, I'm glad to hear she's going to be in a safe vehicle. So, yes. uh, yeah, you brought back that memory. That was a lot of That's fun. That's cool. But I have to tell you, though, the whole time I was driving going, boy, I sure hope this thing stops. <laughs> uh, so I didn't have a chance to check it because I had to get oh, to Oh, no. Yeah, but it worked. So I figured No break-in. We'll yeah. do it on the way. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Hey, what's the favorite thing for you about working on cars and playing with cars? 
Oh, I think it's just each time that I, I face a problem because I own one car. Well, I guess I own two cars now. I bought a $500 Civic, but I haven't registered it yet. <laughs> okay. But with my car, there's always something that happens and I always got to figure it out. And I am still new in the car industry mm-hmm. and I, I've gone through three years of school, but I, that doesn't mean I've had, you know, hands on experience with everything. So when I do get to, go through a new problem with the car, I'm kind of excited because I'm like, oh, I get to learn something here. Right. Um, like, for example, two weeks ago, my power steering went out and I realized it was leaking and I never had touched power steering before in my life. And I had to figure out that it was the sensor that's leaking and not the pump itself. Thank goodness, because they don't manufacture them anymore. But I had someone send me the part that they also don't manufacture anymore. He sent it to me for free, thank goodness. Oh, nice. <laughs> Very nice of him. And I fixed it in 30 minutes. And now I have a little bit more knowledge about the power steering system. Well, yeah, and you have a lot more money left in your pocket because if you that is that for sure. somewhere, hundreds of dollars later, uh, oh, yeah. something you could have easily fixed. So Now, you have a RX-7, is that right? Yes. And what year is that RX-7? It's n- a 1990. 90, okay. So that yeah. that's a, is that... A second generation RX-7? Yes. Yeah, Yeah, it was the second gen, like the boxy one right before the round one. Yeah, my mom had the first gen. Oh, Uh, cool. I've got a very cool mom, so uh, yeah. Yeah, it sounds like it. She bought the first gen. I kept, can I borrow this car, please? This is pretty... (laughs) Pretty cool. So uh, they're nice. like no other. Yeah, really fun cars. Interesting cars. Does that mean your car have the Winkle engine? Yep, the Winkle, yeah, the rotary. Yeah, that's a very different thing to work on, isn't it? It is. Yeah, it is. Well, cool. Some more stuff you can learn. Well, let's take a short break. Exactly. We're going to thank our sponsors. We're going to come back. I'm going to ask you what I always call the challenge question. So you're ready for that. <laughs> we'll be right back. Crash jewelry is handmade from the metal of luxury cars while preserving the original factory paint. Founder Christy Shimfke came up with the idea when she moved her jewelry studio into her husband's Los Angeles auto body shop. After watching beautiful Porsche ultraviolet fenders and Ferrari Rosso Corsa hoods head to the scrapyard, she developed her own unique upcycling process of cutting, bending, and sanding the metal into unique wearable pieces of beautiful automotive art. For Women's History Month here on Cars Yeah!, Crash Jewelry is giving away a special Ferrari Art Deco cuff. The cuff includes an empowering message engraved inside. Enter to win today by subscribing at CrashJewelry.com. Plus, Christy is offering Cars Yeah listeners 10% off in March when you use the code Cars yeah at checkout. That's CrashJewelry.com and use the code Cars yeah today. And don't forget to follow Christy on Instagram at Crash Jewelry. I've discovered Linkage. It's a new quarterly publication and website that covers the automotive market, driving, restoring, collecting, and discovering your passion for motor vehicles. Linkage is about experiences, opinions, and values. Linkage is an actual informed, reasoned opinion based on firsthand experiences. A talented Linkage team covers the automotive world, the people who share your passion and mine smart, considered, rational, and experienced opinions, ones you can learn from and grow. That includes our passion that drives auctions and the collector car market. So come with me and join us on this journey. Join Linkage. Linkage, geared for the automotive life. Subscribe today at LinkageMag.com. 
All right, Izzy, uh, what's been the biggest obstacle you've had to overcome so far in this quest to have a career in the automotive sector? I think graduating during the pandemic was one of the most challenging things um, that I had to go through. Just not even having that closure with school after spending 17 years of my life devoted to it. It was really disappointing working up to that point, you know, to get have your parents be proud of you and not really being able to experience that. Uh, You know, I want to say something to you and to all the young people who had to go through last year and they're still going through it now. Yeah. Your generation are very brave. They're very bold. They're very dynamic because you all had to do something that nobody in the history of mankind has ever had to deal with before. In so many ways, and I'm so proud of so many young people I know, friends of mine who Mm -hmm. have kids, that you did it, you went through it. I know it wasn't easy. I know that there have been disappointments, but I've got to think, and I'll ask you this question, when you think about having to deal with that, what do you think that's taught you as you move forward into adulthood and looking ahead? Because there's going to be more challenges, I hate to tell you. Yeah. It doesn't get a lot easier. Yeah, I just learned uh, you have to adapt to to your uh, surroundings, to your environment. And that might be disappointing at some times, but it kind of gives you a thicker skin. It, I'm extremely disappointed still, though. Um, but I know I don't have ever have to go through this ever again, hopefully. But just not even having graduation or a prom, um, stuff that you see in the movies, you know. <sighs> but I'm just thankful that I, I got to graduate this year or last year. <laughs> yeah. Well, congratulations for graduating. And yeah, I, I just, I think back to those wonderful times in high school, graduation prom. In fact, my prom, a friend of my mom's loaned me his new Porsche and I, oh got, to, I got to pick up my prom date in La Jolla and drive her over to the Hotel Dell where our prom oh. was over the bridge in a new Porsche and then go to the after prom. And of course they have the all night party that you go to. And yeah. I forget what we even did. I think it was ice skating or something. I can't even remember now. How but, fun. And then the morning there driving down to La Jolla Shores to have another after party. And I didn't want to get out of the car, but everybody's <laughs> going to the beach with a bonfire and having <gasps> breakfast. We were all bringing breakfast. So yeah, you know, Again, you your generation of having to deal with this, uh, my hat's off to everybody. Is there anything about this experience with the pandemic that looking back now you would have maybe handled differently should some people have to go through this again in the future? I would just, I probably would have gone to school more and just actively, like actively been at school because I would go to school and and just... I don't know, space off all the time. Mm. And I'd be bored and I hated it. I want to go back and enjoy it is what I really want to do. Because I, I I went to school every day and I was like, oh, I have to go to school. But now if I could, I would go back in a heartbeat because I want that closure. But I'm just um, disappointed that I treated it as this like permanent thing. But it school's so temporary and I wish I could go back. Well, in high school... One thing you learn once you graduated, everybody kind of splits off and leaves. Yeah. And you almost can't go back. There were some people that were trying to kind of go back and hang out and you just 
you can't. It, you've got to no. you've got to cut the tie and move on. But maybe some of your good friends, you when when we can all be together again, you can have a party of some kind, a get together. Yeah, I, I hope we have a reunion. Yeah. Like the yeah. COVID, the COVID, the COVID reunion. Yeah. yeah, we need a we need to have a proper reunion when the time comes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hopefully you can do that, and you can all show up at the door with your mask, and then rip it off and throw it in a <laughs> trash can when you walk in. That, that this would is be, me. Yeah, this is me. This is what I really look like. <laughs> wow. Well. Uh, kudos again to you and and all the folks out there that had to deal with this. Such a uh, such a terrible thing. Wow. Well, let's talk about some of the ways that you have or would like to give back to others in the automotive world. Flipping the the life until you become a mentor, you become a driving force. You're doing it right now. You're being an inspiration by being on this show for young people to go. You know what? Izzy's pretty cool. If she can do this, maybe I can do that. So are there some ways you're thinking about in the future how you can be a giver? Yes, for sure. I've I've always wanted to be a mentor for not only young women, but young people in general who are looking to go into this um, industry. I really want to create my own business someday. I'm still going through all of the, the details with that in my head, trying to plan that out. But I want to be somewhere where I can educate people about their cars because people are they drive cars every day yes. and not a lot of people know what's going on under their hood they just know gas brake and um, oil change yeah so I really would like to educate people more so they get the whole value out of their car and it kind of makes things more fun too when when you understand what you're driving let me ask you about this because we are going through probably one of the most dynamic changes in the automotive industry ever definitely since i've been alive but even when you look back to the beginning of the automobile when old bertha benz jumped into <laughs> carl's car and took it for a drive and a lot of people know this the first woman to go on a long distance first person to go on a long distance drive in a car was a woman wow bertha benz yep she kind of i wouldn't say she stole her husband's car because she was in business with him she was helping him when he was developing the first combustion engine motor car but she told her son she goes hey let's go for a ride and i believe she drove about 111 miles something like that they had to stop and get fuel so they stopped at the <laughs> first fuel stop when there were no gas stations wow. uh, i think they went into a pharmacy and got some kind of a chemical that was like that could combust um, maybe it was alcohol or something <laughs> and put it in that car so there's a little bit of trivia for you so women really started this whole thing she also helped her husband sell his first vehicle she helped design the brakes on that car so that's pretty cool that you your first job on a car was brakes just like Bertha. yeah yeah that's pretty cool if you think about this business that you're formulating in your mind do you have any beginning visions of what that business might be I want it to be somewhere where people can also be social because I not only do I like cars, but I also like baking and I like making coffee, stuff like that. Interesting. I just I just want to maybe mix that together yeah. because, you know, why not? <laughs> maybe you become the next Howard Schultz of Starbucks, but instead this is a kind of a cars and coffee hangout yeah, joint. Yeah, exactly. Izzy's Garage or something. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what my mom tells me. She's like, you need to make Izzy's oil or Izzy's, Izzy's Garage. Oil. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, and the oil thing, let's talk about this. What is your opinion of the EV cars that are coming out now that are really coming on strong? I mean, GM has said that by 2030, I guess, it's going to be nothing but electric cars for them. What are your thoughts on just pure electric vehicles? 
Well, they're cool and all, but so are loud gas engines. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're a petrol head. <laughs> yes. I mean, as long as I can keep my car, that's fine. <laughs> but I mean, it's it's kind of disappointing in some ways. I, I hope that they can make a very sustainable battery that doesn't, yeah. you know, hurt the environment or anything sure. because there are resources that battery or electric vehicles need. Uh, just like gasoline engines uh, have uh, smog and stuff like that, but I don't know. I hope I hope they still keep some piston <laughs> combustion <laughs> engines, uh, combustion engines in there somewhere. <laughs> well, I think they're going to be around for a while. And, and part of the challenge you see now, especially now during the cold snaps in the mid Midwest and stuff, is power outages. Which means yeah. if you have an electric car, there's no way to fuel it uh, yeah. if there's no power. Gas stations, of course, they've got to have electricity to pump, but they can open a generator up to pump oil and or gasoline in your car to power it. But there's something amazing. Maybe people haven't thought of a, what is your opinion on autonomous cars where you just get in and they take you somewhere? That's freaky to me. <laughs> I, I, that scares me a little bit because uh, that's a, just a computer. You're, you're relying on that computer. I feel like I, I almost trust myself uh, more, but I have seen a Tesla drive itself while I was in the passenger seat. And I was like, okay. You know, you're on the edge of your seat, but it worked. <laughs> kind of yeah. Well, it's like any new innovation. I'm sure the first cars were very frightening, especially yeah. since there was no roads. Imagine that, Bertha driving, and there's literally no oh roads. My. No roads. Yeah, she's just on horse paths. So, uh, must have been a fun ride. It must have been. She was a very, oh, very daring woman. We'll, <laughs> be, we'll be right back. A quick uh, stop with our sponsor here, and we're going to come back. I've got a question for you about the ultimate drive. So keep your seatbelts on. We're here with the future of women in technology with Izzy Wright. Stay tuned. Here at Cars Yeah, it's all about inspiration. And our charity of choice is TechForce Foundation, where it's all about making a positive difference in young people's lives. TechForce helps young adults discover their talents and passions for all things automotive, with a mission of helping students develop a career as a professional technician. TechForce awards nearly $2 million in scholarships every year for students to pursue technical education, and they support hands-on activities, events, and mentorships across the country, working to change the outdated perceptions of these careers. Autotechs are in high demand, but the supply of qualified technicians is critically short. They need your help to fuel their mission. Learn more and join me in supporting them at techforce.org. Hey, fellow inspiring automotive enthusiasts, did you know if you subscribe at carsdad.com, I'll send you my free filler up book. It's an ebook filled with fuel filler fun and inspirational quotes from past guests here on Cars Yeah. Plus, you'll get a weekly wrap up email from me every Friday, and your name will be in the hat for one of the many free giveaways here at Cars Yeah. Simply go to carsyeah.com and click on the free book button, and boom, you're in the club. And don't forget to subscribe to Cars Yeah on your mobile podcast app, and you'll get the Cars Yeah show delivered right to your mobile device every day, absolutely free. Inspiring automotive enthusiasts, that's what we're all about. Here at Cars, yeah. Thanks for listening. All right, Izzy. Now, if I could arrange for you to go for a drive with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased, who would this individual be? What car would you be in? And then we'll talk a little bit about who's driving and what kind of questions you'd ask this person. Yeah, so I would definitely be driving in a Mazda RX-7. Okay. 
1990 to be exact. It would be Turbo 2 and the color white. <laughs> wow, you've got this dialed in. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I, I really would like to drive um, one of those. Uh huh. That was the first ARC 7 I had ever been in. Um, but I would be driving with uh, Felix Wankel, for oh. sure, the, the guy who created the Wankel engine. Yeah, now what would you ask Felix? I would ask him what the heck he was thinking. <laughs> what are you thinking, dude? What were you, how did you get there? That's, I would want to just pick his brain because it still blows my mind. <laughs> you know, it's a pretty, pretty odd thing when you look at it. And it is, as we know, it really didn't last, which no. I'm, I'm a little surprised because I think it was very efficient and definitely outside of the box thinking. Oh my gosh. It is. Yeah. But I love the fact that you'd be driving. And I love the person you chose. <laughs> Very creative answer to that question, Izzy. Bravo. Sure. And the fact that you're driving, I think, is pretty cool, too. That's a testament to the kind of woman you are. So how about a book? Is there a book you've read that you'd like to share with our listeners? So I'm not going to lie. Reading is is um, usually the last thing I do. Um, but if there is there's one book that I will not hesitate to read. Okay. And that is my service manual for my car. Ah. I think everyone <laughs> needs to read their service manual because it, it teaches you literally everything you need to know. I could read it a hundred times and <laughs> still read it again. <laughs> you're, you're a unique person. Uh, so many people don't even bother reading their owner's manual. And there's a joke in my family. Yeah. Whenever my my kids or my wife ask about a car or my mom, I'll say, well, did you read the owner's manual? Now they know <laughs> what I'm going to say. So they go, no, I didn't read the owner's manual. I was asking you because we thought you were smart. So, yeah. Well, well I think that's I'm great. I'm looking at mine right now. There yeah. you go. There you go. Yeah. Well, there's so much you can learn there. And uh, I think it's great. Nice answer. That's probably the most unique answer I've heard, actually. I'm thinking really? of all the – yeah, the service manual. Bravo for you for that constant wanting to learn. I think that's absolutely fantastic. Oh, my gosh. Now, is there a uh, maybe a resource or a go-to for you that you'd like to go to, a website you visit or something that's a go-to for you? Oh, let me think about that now. Yeah, yeah. maybe it's a place you find yourself or – I'm always, honestly, I'm always on um, social media yeah. and like on my Instagram looking at people with the same car as me or on YouTube and constantly fact checking that yeah. with in my service manual and um, on forums and stuff. So I'm always on um, like the RX-7 forum for sure. Cool. Awesome. Great. Well, Izzy, <laughs> you've taken us on a spectacular ride. Wow. You're a very special young lady. I want to thank you for sharing your journey. You're just at the beginning of your journey. There's so much ahead of you. The road is so wide and vast and long. Before I let you go, could you offer our listeners maybe one little guiding piece of wisdom or advice? Yeah, I've, I'll just say what I said before. Uh, get outside that comfort zone. Yeah. If you're not uncomfortable and excited, you're doing something wrong. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. That's where the good things happen for sure. Hey, what's the best way for listeners to follow along with you? You mentioned you're on Instagram. Do you share your Instagram account? Yeah, uh, you can find my Instagram. It's blaze the RX seven. <laughs> and that is my car's name. Blaze. Yeah. It's her paint code. Oh, so I got you. Her name's blaze red. Yep. And that that was her name since since day one. There you go. <laughs> Blaze the RX7. I love it. Yeah. Listeners, you can find everything uh, on Izzy's show notes page on the Carsia website. Just go to Carsia.com, type in Izzy, right, and her show 
will be right there in her page for all of these things. And I also want to do a shout out to Loxley Brown. She's the one who introduced me to Izzy. Loxley has been a guest on the show. Go back and check out her show. She's an amazing woman as well. Izzy, thanks for being so generous today with your time, your expertise, and for sharing your life with us. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thanks, Mark. I appreciate it. This has been great fun. (laughs) Bye-bye. Did you know that Cars Yeah! is in the top 1% of all podcasts based on listenership, according to Libsyn, the premier RSS feed for podcasts in the United States? That's right. And Cars Yeah! is the only five-day-a-week automotive-focused podcast for you to get your message into the ears of thousands of listeners daily from all over the world. Plus, DuPont Registry recommended Cars Yeah! is one of their top 10 car podcasts for you to enjoy. Cars Yeah! has experienced tremendous growth, plus your ads are evergreen, meaning they never go away. And more and more listeners find Cars Yeah! every day for their daily dose of automotive inspiration. Do you want to expose your brand to a highly targeted list of automotive enthusiasts in a very unique in very personal way, well, I can help you. Contact me, Mark Green, at mark at carsyad.com or through the website at carsyad.com today to learn more. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to carsyad.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!